There it is. We're live. We are ready to rock and roll. You know what today we is, sure Ham? Are. Do you know what? what today is? Today is SHIT. Ah, so so happy. happy it's Thursday. <laughs> and we're ready to rock this joint. Time for the fire intro. Fire intros. All right. All of you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help all those other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests as we rise up in those podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest and schedule your time slot and don't forget to follow us on all of our social media at business bros pod all right here we go we're so excited so honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the business bros pod our guest today inspires people to love life and what greater goal could there possibly be well just in case that goal isn't enticing enough our guest can help you meet any goal through her coaching, helping your business with strategizing, branding, creative development, and customer engagement. Our guest has a proven track record for securing positive press coverage and managing exciting events with A-list artists, I always love to name drop, Black Eyed Peas, Linkin Park, Nine Inch Nails, Peter Gabriel, Sting, and many more. She's looking for people who want to pivot transform and make the changes necessary to achieve new levels of emotional health and well-being if i was to list all of her accolades and qualifications you'd be listening to me this entire episode so <laughs> without further ado joining us today from glow marketing llc welcome to the show chandra The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Is Business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> and we are ready to have a lot of fun today yeah, chandra yeah. i am uh, so impressed with your resume i don't even know where you can even start but can you <laughs> tell me how you even got into this space for sure yeah well let's see i'm in two spaces actually i'm in music music industry and music technology i worked for avid which uh produces pro tools i'm not sure if you guys use pro tools in the editing of this show but if you don't, you know, a lot of people do for um, making music and uh, film. So I handled artist relations there. And then I, um, I actually I had a baby. And so I decided that I was going to go and do consulting. So that's what I've been doing. I've been working for a lot of amazing companies. Uh, You've been consulting Glo babies? And I should, that might be a special niche. I should look into that. <laughs> you know, I have a little bit of wisdom. Mine's now 14, so not a baby so much anymore. But yeah. Man, you grow up fast, huh? 
gosh, so, so fast. And then I'm also in the personal growth and development space. I went back to my roots and I, which my grandparents were psychologists, so I'm kind of surprised I didn't go that way to begin with. But um, I did circle back to it and I got a, a certificate in life and career coaching. And so I've been doing that and I built my own online course to help people with that too. So kind of doing coaching and consulting both. I'm going to ask the question that, of course, everybody has when James read your resume. <laughs> you work with some celebrities, so you got to have some great stories about working with celebrities, and uh, you know everybody looks to them as uh, larger than life individuals. But you know we all know deep down that there's human as the rest of us. What's it been like working with with uh, with that kind of a clientele? I think what I realized about it is that, you know, they have problems just like the rest of us, but somehow everything's kind of magnified because of the fact that they're, you know, so public. And so whatever and whatever they're going through, they they kind of worry about how it's going to affect their um personas and whatnot. And so, you know, if they're creating music, for example, and they want to change directions, they might worry about losing fans. If they're going through something personally, they worry about what people might um, get, you know, learn about that. But what I have learned is the fact that whatever they do go through, they, they're kind of like perfect examples of learning life lessons, right? Like they can give you a lot of shortcuts to greatness because if they can go through something and uh, come out the other side a winner, then we all can. You know, everything is just a bit more magnified and more intense because they're showing up representing themselves as opposed to say like a company. So, you know, I could I can say, well, hi, I'm Chandra and I work, well, at the time I worked with Avid. Um, and I'd be able to go to bed at night and not worry so much about what people thought. But, you know, if I was, hi, I'm Chandra and I work for Chandra, <laughs> it's different. And that's kind of what they do as celebrities work and represent themselves. And it's very personal for that reason. How, how, how much stress does that put on someone? I mean, when you're working with someone to love life and then all of a sudden they're doing what they love and they think people will love it and they look in the comment section and there's nothing but hate in that comment section with a couple, you know, fans, per, you know, sticking up for them. But for some reason, we as human beings, we tend to focus our attention on those negative things, right? It's like when we look in the mirror, we don't see the beautiful person we are. We see all of our imperfections. Uh, when you when you talk to clients about that sort of stuff, especially when their persona or their image or their brand is themselves, how do they how do you get them to deal with those types of things? Oh, I think there's a couple things about it. I mean, one is that everybody's different. So some people have a thicker skin than others. You know, some people just know, oh, you're going to have haters and, you know, whatever. And they don't really think about it. And then some people really take it to heart and it can hold them back and, and they, it can be very difficult to make decisions and they're always questioning. So what I usually tell them is, um, you know, it, it really has so much to do with finding your own internal sovereignty, you know, your self-sourcing authority, not looking just at the outside world for approval, but finding it from within. And then that's, you know, where they focus on self-worth and, you know, building up that esteem from, from inside out. That's, that's tough to do though. You know, it's easy to say, and I think it's, but it's, it's very difficult to do. Uh, and, and I'll give you an example. So uh, my, I teach high school and, and right now we're doing a lot of distant learning stuff, right? So I got a bunch of kids, you know, 30 something kids in a class in the morning and none of them 
turn their cameras on. None of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I even asked them, you know, you have six teachers in a, in, in a day, right? So how many of them turn their cameras on? And they're like, oh, three, four. So it's not just the kids. It's also the adults. They're worried about making a mistake, a public mistake. They're worried about the image that they're going to have. And and even though, you know, we can say things like just take baby steps, you know, just do it and, and you'll get over it. It's not the easiest thing to implement. So what, what kind of strategies do we have or that that you implement to kind of get them to the point where, you know, okay, I'm comfortable with turning on the camera or I'm comfortable with posting something. I'm comfortable with basically what I'm saying is, I guess, being vulnerable. Oh, yes. Uh, it's hard to teach vulnerability for sure. And being able to be, uh, you know, out there with your, especially teen, teens have a, a big challenge because of the fact that they're they're really starting to form their identities by the time we're adults we've attached certain identities and then we have then our big challenge is whether those identities that we attached while we were teenagers are still true and authentic to us right and then we mm -hmm. go through that you know that uh update you know especially in midlife and things like that but as a teen they're they're trying to form that for the first time and so um how they're raised and their value systems and the self-worth that, you know, they, they, um, were, you know, had from their parents has a lot to, to do with it. You know, if they just didn't have role models that were healthy or that kind of support, then, you know, I always encourage them to find mentors outside of their immediate family environment. I mean, it's not to disown their family environment. It's just more to add resources to themselves and get support and help. I think sometimes they feel very alone and they don't realize how many resources there are out there to help them. I mean, like with you and what you're doing, I imagine that you make yourself available to people and, you know, let them know that, hey, you know, if you need to talk or whatever. And if they absolutely don't want to talk to anybody, there are resources that they can, they can, you know, tap into these days online. You know, there's a lot of online stuff for them from podcasts to, to, you know, groups and there's books. I mean, they just have to decide that um, they're going to be seeking self-improvement and that they want to ultimately get the tools to have that. Well, you, your, uh, your MO here is teaching people to love life, right? And I think there's a lot of aspects to loving life that, uh, that get kind of inflated or, or thrown under the bus or ridiculed, uh, things like, you know, loving the fact that you can earn uh, a high income and that, that is, uh, an amazing thing, but also gets ridiculed, uh, things like loving, uh, the life that you're living, maybe in the home that you purchased or the car that you have. And, and oftentimes those things get, you know, they get, they get pooped on sometimes. But I think what you're focusing your attention on is loving yourself first and what you're doing on a daily basis. Can you describe what you mean by, you know, love life? Yeah, actually, you know, I'm not a Pollyanna type of person. I, I've had, you know, my own bouts of depression and things in the past. And as I've gotten older, I've definitely learned a, a lot about how to um, navigate my emotions and stay positive and all that kind of stuff. But I decided that my mission to love life was uh, important to me because I know that it's not easy, always easy to do so. And mm -hmm. even if we start to love life for a little while, you know, something may happen that, you know, we have to overcome. And, and that's part of growth. So it's understanding, you know, that at the times when we're not really loving life, there may be something to learn about ourselves or, or some kind of life lesson so that we can overcome it and, um, you know, trying to be mindful. So for me, I think part of loving life is having something higher to connect to. And, you know, people get frustrated when they say, 
I don't really have a higher purpose. You know, why mm -hmm. wasn't, why don't, why wasn't I given a higher purpose? You know, like it's something that's just bestowed upon them when they are born. And what I like to tell people is that it's, it's absolutely not bestowed upon you. A lot of times it's decided upon by you. And so mm -hmm. what it is that you may want to align to could have something to do with things that are meaningful to you or experiences that you've had that, you know, where you've recognized that they're, that they need to be supported. So for example, you may have a love of animals, you know, or you may have, uh, you want to support young people or the environment. You know, when you hear of these, these platforms or causes, you know, it's easy, it's important to dig deep about why they're important to you. So for example, you know, my grandma ha was a therapist and she helped tons of people, but later in life she got Alzheimer's and she had to stop helping people because she couldn't remember their cases and things like that. So then it became really important to me to support the Alzheimer's cause, you know, to, to help find a cure and preventative stuff for that because I firsthand from my experience what, you know, significance of it. And so what I invite people to do when they're not sure about their higher purpose is to connect in with something that's meaningful to them. And it may be an event or something that happened in their past. And if they, if they're not sure if that's really good, what it's going to be forever, they don't need to worry about that. We can always change our platforms and, and kind of get on different missions as we grow and evolve and, and other new things are important to become important to us. Well, you know, speaking of that, of, of being able to shift, uh, it, there's something that, that happens as you get older. Uh, it feels like the 24 hours in the day, they go by so much quicker. The weeks mm. go by so much quicker. The years go by so much quicker. Um, yeah. you know, I, James and I always talk about how we live by our calendars and, and we schedule things out. And I, I know exactly what I'm doing almost every single day at almost every single hour. Uh, and, and I know that there are people who are living their lives like that, where they, they get up in the morning, get their kids ready. They take them to school or now, you know, homeschooled, whatever the situation is, go to work, get out of work, make dinner, uh, take the kids to practice or whatever it is. And, and it's almost like that happens day in and day out and day in and day out. And they find themselves stuck, right? Like all of a sudden they're like, I know I'm supposed to be enjoying this time with my kids and watching them grow up. I know I'm supposed to be able to do some of the fun stuff that I want to do in life. I know I'm supposed to be enjoying this, but I just feel barricaded here. Like I can't get out of this repetition of my daily process, almost like a groundhog day feeling when you, when you, Talk to people who feel that way. What is it that we can do when we're in that situation to get ourselves like unstuck, I guess, you know what I mean? Like get ourselves out of that rut or maybe just a shift in our mindset because sometimes the rut is just that's part of our daily activities. But how do we shift the mindset to have a different perspective? So we overschedule ourselves because, you know, there's so many things that there's to do and we just kind of keep adding to the schedule and add more and more and more without always being mindful of what is truly important about doing those things. And so sometimes what I invite people to do is step back and ask themselves three questions. And th these are these are philosophical questions that have been passed down to me by different teachers. But the first one is, what do you want? So a lot of times priorities can be set by what it is that you want. And we, sometimes we can have really easy answers for that. Oh, I, you know, want more time for myself, or I want more time for my kids, or I want to make more money, or I want this job. I mean, we could quickly come up with all these things we want. But the second question is, 
why do we want it? Not just superficially, like, oh, you know, everybody wants to make more money, but what is that going to really do for you? Why do you want it? Is it going to free you up? And, you know, what, what, because it's going to cost you something, right? It's, so what is, you have to get into your why, like, what, it, what is it really meaning to you so that you can then go on to the third question, which is, so what are you willing to do about it? because we're not always willing to do the things that we want. And one thing that we might have to be wet ready to do is let go or release some of these things that are busying us up from and distracting us from what we truly want, you know, which is all what we do with all this overscheduling. So when we have a laser focus on what we want and why we want it and we're going deep on that why, I'm not just talking about superficial stuff, then we could put together that action plan and make a true commitment to ourselves for what it's going to take to get there. It may mean letting go of certain identities. You know, it might be like, oh, I've got to go let I let go of this cushy job because it's really not serving me, you know, soulfully and go back to school. You know, are you willing to go back to school? Like you got to ask yourself about your willingness to do what it takes to meet those those goals. And then you'll be more laser focused on how to set your schedule. That's, that's a good progression right there because you're absolutely true. You know, once you start digging in the why it starts getting a little deeper, but when you start really thinking about what you're willing to do, that's mm -hmm. a little tough. And you can, you can use that for a lot of different things. I mean, I, I know, uh, health for example, right? Like, you know, Oh, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds or whatever it is. Right. That's, that's great. That's what you want to do. Why do you want to do it? Oh, because I want to feel better. Well, there's probably more reasons to that. Right. When you start getting deeper and you start like, well, you know, I had my grandparents that lost their leg because of diabetes and they were taken early or they had a heart attack or whatever the situation is. And you don't want that to be, to happen to you. And you don't, you don't want to grow up. You don't want your kids to grow up without a parent, that sort of stuff that starts digging into the why. But then the other part is probably to me the one of the more crucial things is what are you willing to do about it? And I think when when you talked about that, that's a tough one for a lot of people because a lot of people will say things like I want this or I want to attain that. But what they're willing to do to me, that's always the action part. And I think people are more powerful than they actually uh, know that they are more more powerful than they, than they Our deepest fears, not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And, that, and, and that's, that's right there is the key, right? Because if you commit to something, you are making that identity shift, right? If you commit to making a change in your life, then you are closing off what used to be a normal part of your day. And I think that is where uh, a lot of times we have that, that uh, depression that sits in. We, we lose some friends maybe. We lose a piece of ourselves. But we're gaining something so much uh, you know, at least better at that point, something we want to do. How do you help people keep on that track when, when they decide to make a change and they decide to make a habit out of something to, to, you know, they're deciding to give something up to achieve what they want. And then they hit a bunch of hurdles along the way. How do we help, um, help them get through those? Well, once they've identified their why, then it's, you know, you can revisit that and, and go deeper on that. And one strategy, which, um, you know, some people might think is a little bit negative, but really, really works, is talking about what it's going to cost them if they don't do it. 
and you really, you know, ratchet up the pain for if it doesn't happen, because what we get, we can kind of get complacent or we could start a diet or fitness program really strong. And like you said, you know, we might not have the stick to itness, or we might have challenges that we're facing along the way. The good news is that there's tons of resources for most, uh, you know, common goals that people want to achieve. So for example, with health and fitness, I might be a coach that helps them identify what they want and you know why they want it, what they're willing to do about it. But then it may be really important for them at that point to call in another resource like a personal trainer or you know somebody that can help them with their nutrition program. You know, there's a certain amount that I can do, but it's my responsibility as a coach to know when they need referrals to other people. It could be other specialists. And if they're really not, they want these things and they're super stuck and they've identified somewhere in their root system. You know, I talk a lot about the life area, the, the roots, because there are life value areas. If there's something stuck, I may at some point determine that there's something going on that needs psychological support. And then it's my responsibility to tell them it's that's, you know, goes to the land of therapy because as a coach, you know, I'm helping them help themselves. And that's the difference. Well, let's take a pivot here. Let's pivot into uh, your media background. Uh, we run a podcast. We've been doing this podcast now almost 600 episodes, uh, and we've been trying to grow in different levels. We use the the Business Bros platform as, a, as our testing ground. We get to test all kinds of cool stuff and see what works and then take those, uh, those successful media strategies and apply them in our insurance business. What tips do you have for people who are now, because of COVID, just getting into this new media space? They're now becoming comfortable with, you know, Zooming because that, that's, you know, that's what we do now, Zooming the verb, right? When they're getting used to doing that, when they're getting used to now conversating via video chat and trying to create more social media posts and handling the concept of social media is in our life every day, what kind of uh, fundamental um, media strategies can they use to help grow their brand and increase their audience base? First of all, congratulations on that many episodes. That is a huge feat. And I can see how much you guys have dialed it in. It's it's great. <laughs> it's super <laughs> fun and entertaining. And, and I've, I've been so excited to do this show because of it. Um, so strategies, you know, it really starts with tapping into your core authenticity. That's what people are attracted to these days is, you know, the authenticity. They want to connect with the person, the person behind, you know, the brand and, and everything else. And then I would say pick your platforms wisely. Uh, it, I, you know, I definitely have gone through the trying to be everywhere and um, great at everything. And I've just realized that's not going to be possible. Every media platform, social media platform has, you know, different size graphics, different, um, you know, lengths of video that they allow. It's, there's so many things to know. And so what I recommend to people is, you know, to see what they're naturally um, drawn to. Like, I, you know, some people will go, yeah, I'm really a Facebooker, but I can't handle, you know, I just don't think in 120 characters on Twitter. So you have to think in terms of that. Or do you have really great visuals for your company? Then you you, you may want to fi find your audience on Instagram. So first, you know, it's not that you just have to pick one. It's just to be mindful that there's so many choices out there. And it's really better to do something really well than, you know, spread yourself too thin. So that's kind of the power of focus. And so when you're, when you find your platform and you're super authentic on it, then, you know, you can focus on the quality of your content and what are you really, are you focusing on what 
the person is going to how they're going to benefit from you or are you just selling your services a lot of times people just talk about themselves what they do and it's um not about the benefits of working with them how it's going to help those you know the audience and so if they can shift from that mindset of giving all the details of what they do and offer then and and shift it to how it's going to support you know their audience and and benefit them i think that will be really great as well is that are those the kind of tips that you were looking for yeah that's i mean those are tips that came from you that works well let me <laughs> let me ask you this I, I noticed on your website that you um you've been on a number of different podcasts as a guest uh what what has been your experience uh as you go from show to show uh as you meet the different people as you you know you came on our show uh, what, what's that experience been like, uh, you know, going on that kind of tour? It's been really, really fun. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I think it's so cool. And I, you know, I actually started transcribing some of the podcasts and, you know, looking for nuggets and pull quotes and things that I could use. And I just, every single, you know, podcast is so different. I think that I, it's great to have everybody, um, ask these questions, you know, throw things at me. And it, it's a great experience for me to, to do it. So, you know, it's also, I guess I've really had to tap into my own message. Like, what is it I'm trying to do with this? What am I wanting to say? And then it really rolls more smoothly. You know, I know that, uh, yes, I have a platform of loving life and I'm doing that through my online course right now and, and one, one-on-one coaching. I also really like to help entrepreneurs with their, you know, personal branding, the branding and marketing of their business. And because I really feel like when people have that financial security and, and they're, you know, working on their careers, that a lot of the other areas of their life can fall into place because they're not so worried about the financial security need. But if that's where their focus is entirely, you know, there's there's less balance. So working on these podcasts, I've been able to talk a lot about balance, about how to support yourself in, in finding careers that you love and hopefully inspiring everybody. And I think what I've really found is that no matter what show it is, you know, we're all human beings who are facing a lot of the same things and these universal truths and having the, the support of one another is where I'm seeing a common thread and seeing that we're all part of the same tribe. Now you're you're very well educated. You've been uh, around the block when it comes to the different podcast space. Uh, if if you could recommend some mentors, some podcasts, some books to young entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs who've been at it a while and just need a different type of mind shift, what are some of the top recommendations that you uh, you would recommend? There are so many out there, and I think it depends on what people's goals are. I mean, for personal growth and development, um, you know, I think that, well, I have a certification from one of the Tony Robbins programs, and I, I think he's great. And he's got a, he's actually got a youth uh, organization there that I think is doing really great things. Um, if for women's sovereignty, um, Gosh, I'd probably have to give you a list. There's so many, but you know, people love to listen to uh, Brene Brown and to um, I love uh, her books. Marie Forleo is really great for for early stage entrepreneurs. Marie Forleo, and um, yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert. I mean, there's just so many out there. Gabby Bernstein. Um, what I'm looking at is, oh, Brendan Burchard is really great too. I've, I've attended some of his workshops and I think 
for me, I'm looking at almost the tier lower than that, you know, because I feel like those people are really approachable and we all, I don't, I don't really care how famous you are. We all have life ex experiences and lessons to give. And we all have audiences that we influence of different sizes and different um, quality of people. So, you know, I think it's just search around and look for that variety and, you know, you'll find something. There's just so much out there. Well, tell me a little bit about what Root to Rise is uh, and and how you're helping people. Uh, make sure you let me know, especially for our listening audience, how people can get a hold of you uh, to work on programs like that. Yeah, well, Root to Rise was, I, I really am hoping that it's a part of my legacy. It's just so deeply transformative for people. I've done it as workshops. I have an online course because we're not doing so many of the live gatherings. But what it does is it starts in your roots, these life value areas, your health and fitness, your career, your relationship, your family and your friends. And it evaluates how you're doing in these areas based on your human needs. So it teaches about human needs psychology and how we meet our needs in you know healthy and unhealthy ways. And we can look for patterns, we can look for stuck roots, we can look at things that are holding us back and we can get into um, you know how to build that really solid foundation for ourselves so that we can expect ourselves to rise up and reach the um, goals that we have set for ourselves. I think that um, a lot of people have these amazing uh, ideas about what they want to be when they grow up type of thing. And then they get to a point where they're disappointed. You know, they, they just haven't been able to realize that or manifest it. And what this program will do will take, will be to take them back to their roots. What's important, what's working, what's not, what's been stuck, what bad patterns have been created, get unstuck from all of that, and then start this whole other process of the course called rise and rising is about connecting in with a higher purpose uh, you know starting to visualize these goals and aspirations work on how to deal with weathering storms and changes in life and grief and loss and all of these things that can hold us back and then you know work on creating a bucket list life you know starting to live out those things on your bucket list and not waiting for that to happen and then building your legacy and what you want to be known for and you know what you're going to do about it so it's it's a pretty rich program i had to break it into two parts part one roots part two rise and for your listeners, I'd love to just give the first part away. They'll learn about the root system, their human needs, how to balance that, how to get unstuck. Super powerful program just completely for free um, to get them started, see if it resonates. How can they take advantage of that? So it would be great if I could share a link somehow, um, but you know, people could go to glowliving.com and they can also email me if they don't see the free link uh, Right now, it's not free to everybody, so I just want to make sure that it's you know special for your listeners, and they can email me at Chandra at Glow, Glow I'm sorry, huh, I have two emails, Chandra at GlowLiving.com. Nice. All right, so we'll grab that link. We'll put it in the show notes for you. That would be great. Yeah, and they can also come to my course and take a free quiz, and what that is is it shows them these hidden forces that are behind their decision-making, and um, they'll get their top number one driving force that's driving their decisions right now, and they might it might be really illuminating to see why their current life conditions are the way they are. Ooh, something yeah. looming over. Mm -hmm. hey, hidden forces. Perfect. 
Hidden Force is perfect for a uh, Halloween, right? <laughs> it was yeah. over your shoulder. Dun, 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 dun. I like it. <laughs> they can just go to glowliving.com and take the free quiz and they'll get their result. And then they'll start to get videos that teach the, um, the different hidden forces that are responsible for their life choices. Super powerful. Well, Chandra, thank you for taking the, Yeah, no, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and sharing that with our audience. Because I mean, again, just to find if you can find any little thing that can change those small little changes over time add up to huge changes. It's like the power of compound interest, right? It's the little contributions that you're making for a long period of time that change. Uh, if you've ever read The Compound Effect, that's another great book, right? It's the little habits that Love you it. change on a daily basis that are going to make the biggest change in your life. So if you can identify some of these things uh, and understand what they are, like give them a name, right? So it's almost like that feeling when you step on a stage and you feel those, those butterflies in your stomach and you know that it's just really your ego preventing you from being uncomfortable and you feel it now you can name it now that you name it you can tell it no you're not going to bother me this time and now you can kind of put it aside and keep going forward so you know what you're what you're offering is is a powerful tool if you want to make changes in your life so thank you very much for for sharing that you are most welcome i am a big believer in starting with personal growth and it all comes from within we can you know take all of these life lessons and apply them to every root area. And I think that's what ultimately will make us successful in our careers and our relationships with other people. You know, my, my wife doesn't let me have a cat. She wants Aww. a dog, but I am a cat person. I love the cats because uh, cats actually love you. I mean, dogs love you like all the time too, up. but cats, up. bro, but cats, when a cat loves you and doesn't love anybody else, there's something unique about that feeling. Just they saying. bond to their owners big time. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I, nothing against yeah. Katie. I Don't know Katie's back there. Katie. Don't listen Don't to them. them. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Shadra, thank you very much again for coming on the show and sharing, uh, you know, taking 30 minutes out of your day to spend with us and our audience. Really appreciate it. So grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Ladies and gents, just a quick reminder, of course, make sure you guys follow us, rate, subscribe, follow, give us a like at Business Bros Pod is on all our social media pages. And if you want to be a guest on the show, look, we're booked out eight weeks in advance. But if you hop on the last minute guest list, businessbros.biz slash last minute, you may get an email from me. It might be an hour, maybe a day, maybe a week ahead of time, but you'll be able to jump the line eight weeks in advance and come on the show, share with, with us what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're up to and how you can help other people increase their uh, ability to be successful in the entrepreneurial space. So check that out, businessbros.biz slash last minute. And of course, enjoy the rest of your SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace. And bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.